Hello, welcome to Leader's Call to Adventure. I'm Lori Ference, and this is the show for those who take the road less traveled. Today's guest is Sharon Crawford, who I met about six years ago at a marketing event in San Francisco. Back then, Sharon was busy helping spiritual messengers get their work into the world, primarily through telesummits or online multi-speaker events. She hosted four of her own telesummits and created a training program to teach others how to do them, and she provided them consulting support along the way. Prior to that, Sharon had been a motorcycle riding senior marketing manager, yet her lifelong passion for personal development led her to becoming a youth mentor and a life coach. She's also an avid professional cycling fan and makes a point of going to watch the world's premier cycling events. In this conversation, we talked about where the road has taken her since we met. She's made some pretty unconventional choices to be living her passions, namely travel, photography, and hiking in the mountains. We talk about these choices and how they have led to finding the message that she is meant to share. One of the main purposes when I was running the telesummits, I was calling my business at the time Spiritual Messengers Worldwide. And it was really about helping other people with a a powerful message to take it out into the world. And my platform at the time was primarily through telesummits, the the multi-speaker interviews. And whilst that was really, really fulfilling and rewarding, and I absolutely loved doing it and interviewed some phenomenal people, and I really did feel that kind of I was helping to get their message to a wider audience and and make a difference. All the way through, I always, always felt that I had a message of my own as well. And it was deeply frustrating to me that all the time that I was helping other people with theirs, which felt good, but the frustration was that I still didn't ever seem to be any clearer on my own. And I was longing to also be out there and kind of sharing my own message. But I didn't really know what it was and hadn't done for some time. And the the crazy thing is, is it has taken probably the majority of the last five years for me to even figure out what that is. And which is a, (laughs) sounds quite outlandish when you think about it. But say, you know. Not for me, it doesn't. (laughs) And also it had taken several years before that, really, at least. And so I've kind of felt, a bit in the wilderness for the last well at least for the last four and a half years things definitely shifted last year thankfully because I gave them the space to do so yeah um but you know I'd keep trying things I'd have inspirations I'd launch things um only in a small fashion but primarily because I didn't feel full alignment with them they kind of felt good to me and I felt that it was of value but it it wasn't a, a full kind of like hell yes yeah yeah thing yeah you know and and I'd launch things and they wouldn't do very well and I wouldn't be especially bothered that they didn't do well because my heart wasn't really in it anyway and and I kept just hoping and hoping that someday that <laughs> somehow I would get clearer on my path and I think in those years, I just went in a real downward spiral because um, I just knew I had something more to be sharing. I can't even describe why it was so significant to me. It wasn't that my self-esteem was attached to it. It was more just that something deep inside of me felt that I had 
something to share. You know, I haven't been in the personal development world for 27 years in the spiritual world, for goodness knows how long, for it all to stay shut inside of me. <laughs> so um, it was a, it was a really difficult time and difficult, you know, business-wise, financially. I ended up getting a job for a while just to support myself and take some of the pressure off myself. Went back to working in a school with kids, which I love doing and I've done in the past as well. And at least gave me a sense of fulfillment and purpose. But then at the end of 2015... I think I maybe reached rock bottom with with everything and said, you know, enough is enough. I have to make my happiness and my joy a priority. I had no way of knowing how that was going to happen or how I was going to fund it or or anything. I just kind of drew a line and said, no, from now on, my happiness has to be a priority. So I spent a lot of time at the end of 2015 and between Christmas and New Year really thinking, well, what does make me happy? What does bring me joy? What does fulfill me? And that was, you know, when I really brought it down to traveling and nature and, and photography and and things like that. And obviously I'd been aware of that in the past, but I always thought, well, how on earth can I make a career out of that or a business out of that? I, I couldn't see a way forward but just over a year ago I thought well I can't focus on the how you know how I'm going to make it happen I just have to focus that this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to find a way because I have to bring more joy in my own life at that point I would got really good at at really managing my emotions, been able to bring peace into my life and, and to be able to feel good regardless of what was going on. Yeah, I want to pause there for a sec because I think a big piece of this was you had to really let go of something. Yeah. I feel that it's worthwhile really to bring that up because to help other people and just being real about how it was for you. I mean, it was hard. And oh, right, yeah. I mean, it was really, <laughs> really hard what you were trying to keep going, and it wasn't working. And and I think and, and I'd like to, to be, talk about that. To be fair, Laura, I think only maybe um, my kind of best friend locally and my parents knew just how hard it was, and the conditions I was living in, and um, kind of you know what I was really going through. It wasn't something that I really broadcasted to the world just how tough things were so when I say I reached rock bottom I really really I mean I wasn't on the street but I was maybe one or two levels up from from living on the street not not far from it and yeah really really hard time and yeah I decided that 2016 had to be the year to let everything go that didn't serve me so it wasn't just about making myself happy and focusing on on things that make brought me joy, it was about letting go of everything else. Right. Um, Your house. Let's just say it. Right. <laughs> let's say yeah. it. It's huge. I, yeah. I mean, it needed so much work. There was no central heating, no hot water. It, you know, it was a really dire place to be. It needed so much work doing on it that I hadn't been able to get done because. In my wilderness years, I hadn't made enough money to do that or really to survive yep. beyond much more anyway. Um, and where I lived was 
uh, a very poor area. It had a huge amount of poverty. More than 50% of people lived below the poverty line in the area where I lived. So it was a really depressing area as well with very little aspirations, very little um, kind of prospects, really. And I'd lived there for 12 years and I'd moved there for various reasons, but kind of, I think it was a downward progression once I moved there for sure. And my life had just got really, really small, like really small, pretty much just, you know, the four walls in my living room, (laughs) small, pretty much. So, um, yeah, it, it was a serious time. I couldn't let my life get any lower or any smaller. Oftentimes we have to sink to those places where we never envision ourselves to be. It's not what we want for ourselves, and yet we have to trust, talking about my own experience here, that that there's purpose in it. Yeah. yeah, and that's the weird thing. Throughout all of this, I knew that it was all happening for a reason, and that really good things would come out of it at some point, and I was learning a lot through it. But at the same time, it was still really, really hard to live through at the time. And not something I would wish on anybody. Right. And then, but you you got to the point somewhere in all that where you were so miserable. And yet, there must have emerged some desire in you, like a pure desire to really take care of yourself. Yeah. Actually, it's strange when you say about been miserable because like I say I'd become very very good about looking after my own emotions and staying in a place of peace but there was no joy so if anything mm. I'd say I was more empty okay than miserable yeah um yeah I think at that point I'd just become empty and maybe a little bit numb the mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, there's, I I could, in the moment, I could find lots of things to be happy about, to be appreciative of, and I could go and walk to the park, and I could see my parents and my friends. There was a lot that I was still really, really thankful for, and that I could see I still had a lot of blessings in my life, but there wasn't any joy. Right. (laughs) There wasn't anything in particular that kind of really gave me a reason to get up in the morning or that that filled my heart or that felt really really good on a consistent basis unless I thought it to myself you Mm. know unless I brought unless I brought myself into a place of gratitude or unless I thought about positive things or used all the techniques that I'd learned over the years but there wasn't anything intrinsically happening in my life on a day-to-day basis that that especially made me happy yeah I hear you and at the same time I feel like so many of us, I mean, you talked about how we're taught to manage our emotions and focus on the positive and, and all these things. And um, while that's valuable, and it's upon us to, to hold that candle and to mm-hmm. support others and to inspire others and to, you know, attempt to light ourselves up and be that. At the same time, I feel that sometimes in this thinking, you know, and allowing ourselves to feel not just empty, but sad. Yeah. sad that things have not worked out to what we would want them to be. And I want to say that for myself, that that emotion of self is, is, an, is something we need to honor. 
I know that yeah, for me. That for we, sure. The disappointment, the sadness, and not to stay there, not to just wallow in that and not be able to see the light, but to really allow ourselves to feel everything that we feel. I completely agree. And yeah. sometimes I think if I'd allowed myself to really, truly feel just how low I'd got a little bit more often, I might have taken action sooner. That because I'd kind of created this, well, I was going to say smoke screen. It's not really accurate, but I, I, kind of found my way to survive through it all. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was like a survival mechanism. Yeah. 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 And I think there's probably an awful lot of people that, in some shape or form, are still just doing the same. That are still just surviving each day. And you know, maybe aren't in the absolute pits of despair, but aren't really in a you know in a really happy place either or so. yeah or they feel like they might there might be something more for them but they have no idea how to how to reach for that or where to go how to get out of the getting by phase to actually taking steps that are going to lead them to somewhere else let's talk about that for you you had to go through that phase of letting go and of, of surrender yeah <laughs> massive 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 trust yeah massive trust because a lot of things that I let go of were crucial so um, I let go of my house where I'd lived for 12 years I let go of my town where you know everything I knew and my roots that I'd created and friends and my connections let go of that Uh, I let go of my country (laughs) I uh, (laughs) I got rid of maybe 75% of all of my possessions and the remaining little bit that is left is in a storage unit all the rest I just put in a suitcase that I've been carrying around with me for the last year gradually getting rid of some and replacing it with a few other things but essentially living out of a suitcase for the last year um, obviously a- apart from one very casual client that I was doing some marketing and web consulting work with I had no source of income whatsoever so I had no job no business no nothing so just one very casual client and it was a case of leaving everything (laughs) to to step out on a completely different path in full trust that that my needs would be met that I'd have somewhere to live I'd have food on the table um but but even more than that, energetically, I'm, you know, really quite introverted. I love my time on my own. I love a lot of space. I need a lot of space. So to go out in a world where I was going to be completely surrounded by a lot of other people, I'd come from an environment where I pretty much had full control on my personal environment, my personal space around me, who I interacted with, to going into one where I'd pretty much have no control whatsoever. It was, that's huge that's huge it, scary it, right scary it was, yeah yeah it was scary it took a lot of trust yeah because what what I the path that was shown to me that would enable me to travel to be in nature take photos things like that spend my time doing what I really wanted to do and yet still feel that I was contributing to other people at the same time was something called work away it's a 
scheme where you do volunteer work exchanges. You live with people and do 25 hours or roughly 25 hours work a week in exchange for food and accommodation. So, of course, for that, I didn't really need a huge amount of money. I just needed money for my personal essentials and then to get from place to place. So it really gave me some freedom away from the huge stress that I'd been under before. And that was what I really needed, I think, more than anything. I just needed some time out from everything, Mm -hmm. away from the stresses and strains of life as it had been, and just to experience life again, really, and be around other people and just do things that filled my heart each day. And not have the pressure of paying the bills. How about that? Yeah. Or, or, you know, or even, even when I'd had a job, the fact that I was doing a job that I didn't really love, I didn't like, I didn't want to be doing it. I was doing it purely to pay the bills. And even then, at the end of the month, I still didn't have any money left for anything or some months I didn't have enough money to even pay the essentials. So it was still ultra, ultra stressful. And yet, I still had nothing for me anyway. It was just month by month, just barely scraping by doing things that I really didn't enjoy and didn't feel good doing and were very stressful and took a lot of energy. So yeah, I just felt I had to let go of all of that. I had to have a completely clean slate that I could start from and um, rebuild from really and rebuild my life. But I knew I had to do that from a place where I was doing something that that filled my heart and that made me do that. I couldn't do that from an empty place any longer. Or, well, it was beyond empty. It was way, way beyond empty. So, and I'm not saying that's the way forward for everyone. Of course not. We all have our different path. But it was only when I kind of said enough is enough that I have to find a way that this can work for me that even if that's not my ultimate dream of how I want to spend my life, it's a step forward. It's a step forward, yeah. yeah. And it's at least one step in the direction of my right. dreams. Well, With, without having to know where that was going, without having to figure it all out and how's this all going to work and at the end of the day, so, how am I going to support myself? It's like, no, I need to change this and this is one way that I can start to change this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very drastic, and I'm not saying for everyone else to have to do something as drastic, but you know, may, maybe you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe if, or depending on your own situation, you know, maybe it is a case that it, you just have to kind of start again almost and clear that slate and get rid of everything that no longer serves you. Yeah. And if that includes relationships or friendships or property, material possessions, you know, your financial situation, your job, whatever it is that, you know, that probably sounds really scary to some people. Absolutely. It it is scary. I'm not, I'm not hiding that at all, but I'd come to the stage where staying where I was, was the worst option. Right. That although it was scary, it wasn't as scary as staying where I was. Yeah. 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 So you made the move. You took all the steps needed to go in that direction. And the the thing is, Laurie, I mean, the last, will it be 11, nearly 11 months now, have just been phenomenal. Wow. One heck of a ride. Uh, Don't get me wrong, there's been lots of challenges for sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> in various forms or li- living with complete strangers and working with complete strangers and having to fit around, you know, it's their home, it's their rules. It's, yeah. I, I'm working for them. Yeah. Um, and it's somebody that's been kind of created their own bubble and kind of was okay in that bubble to a degree. I mean, not okay, yeah. but just surviving, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to <laughs> all of a sudden. Happy la la la. Right, right. To all of a sudden I'm in somebody else's bubble and now what, right? <laughs> so how was that for you? How did you, how did you do that? And as I say, being a real uh, introvert, introvert as well, it yeah. really needs my own space. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Need to how how did you do that, like that. <laughs> how was that transition for you <laughs> let's just that, let's yeah. let's just say it challenged everything I knew about how to kind of stay in my own kind of balance and equilibrium and my own <laughs> sense of peace uh, that was challenged many times but you know it sounds crazy that was my intention in some respects when choosing this path last yeah. year I knew I knew that would be the case yeah. but because I feel that a lot of my work is helping people to really kind of you know be able to find that peace and happiness within themselves there was no point in me doing that from where I was before and where when you weren't I was happy just, <laughs> well I wasn't happy for one yeah, yeah. Well, well, at the time, the inner peace was, was kind of the message coming through. But then, of course, I realized you can't have peace without the happiness. They yeah. both have to come together. But also, I thought, well, there's no point me teaching people when I'm in my own little bubble. Because most people aren't in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> that, that they have control over. Most people, you know, many people are in a lot of chaos or a lot of, a lot of situations they can't control. And I knew that if this work was ever going to be meaningful, both to me and to other people, I knew I had to put myself out into the world and into a completely different and very, very uncomfortable situation. So I knew I was going to be stretched. I knew I was going to be challenged kind of beyond belief. This was way, way, way out of my yeah. <laughs> Seriously, way out of my comfort zone. Um, but I embraced it. it it was exciting it was a it was a new challenge I looked forward to it so that when things were challenging I understood why they were challenging you know and I kind of said well bring it on <laughs> you know it's, it's hard but it it's a huge part of the journey and of of my expansion and and another reason why I did this as well kind of letting go of everything and letting go of the stress and the pressure was my hope that I would create the space for my own message to come through. That, you know, when I'm not stressed and struggling and just in survival mode, mm-hmm. and when I'm actually doing things that make me feel really good and kind of with a heart filled with joy, that I would open up to my own message. And I did. Yay! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that if you if you want. I mean, I know that you said that there's still, you know, it's not complete in its vision, but that's the point, right? Like, why wait forever until we're 100% clear on exactly what it is? Because we just got to travel the path and it, it will it'll come, it'll come, it'll fill out as we go, right? So as far as you know, because there's always something to not know. This is why what keeps us moving forward, right? Why bother going forward if we know everything? We know it all. We know where it all is going to end. So we walk forward. And so where are you now with it? What did you discover in that time? 
well, I'd like to share kind of how it happened in a way as well, because I think that's kind of quite important for people. Yeah. That a lot, a lot of my work that I've done in the past and my business and in the marketing and things, it's it's been very brain oriented, very brain heavy, uh, which is good. You know, I have a good brain. These things yep. come come naturally and easily to me. It's fine. But the thing is, when my brain was full or overfilled or tired or stressed or overwhelmed, it didn't leave room for me to really just connect with my heart and and to really connect with something else other than my brain. And I, I really don't think we're going to find our purpose from our brain. No. Um, Never. And- Never. <laughs> And, See, and, this, all, and this also, surrender piece, right? The brain doesn't like that too much. <laughs> exactly. And and also, you know, one of my passions that I've studied for well over a decade now is all about energy and universal laws and things like that. And so I know that when we're in a low vibration in ourselves as well, we're not going to access the higher guidance that we're going to need to really understand our own path and things. Yep. So, um. Last summer, I spent seven weeks in the French Alps, the glorious French Alps. I was in heaven, seriously, just surrounded by mountains all the time in a really great place with lovely people. And although many of my other workaway placements had been creating websites for people, so I was still doing very brain-oriented activity. So although I had less struggle, much less struggle, challenges, yes, but much yeah. less struggle, yeah, yeah. and a lot more time to myself and to do really fun things, I was still really using my brain a lot, which didn't then leave a lot of energy for much else. I think the value in what you said about having time to yourself, but it would be unburdened time. It wouldn't be like, I'm going off for a walk, but I know I really should be doing something to earn some money because I need to pay this bill. Yeah. Yeah, it it was unburdened time. But I I think because, and this is maybe understanding where the, uh, how energy works, but also maybe the introvert and extrovert thing that, that, as an introvert, when I'm doing anything that's outward focused or that really uses a lot of brain power, it zaps my energy. So that even when I was out doing things like walking or taking photos and things, which I love, I didn't necessarily have the internal energy to do anything beyond just be present to what I was doing. Um, And this was something that I really learned this last year. So in, in the months that I was doing things that were web-based I didn't really progress that much further in understanding what my purpose was Uh, you know my body was relaxing I was de-stressing I was much happier but I wasn't really any further down my personal path and it was only when I spent these seven weeks in France and I was sanding and painting shutters (laughs) in in the in in the garden of this hotel, completely surrounded by oh. mountains, beautiful sunshine in in the Alps in it's France. Like chop wood, carry water, sort of thing, right? Exactly. Or yeah. it's like why why people get so many great ideas in the shower, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know that it was keeping my body active and moving, and it was beautiful. I was in full appreciation for where I was and sunshine and what I was doing. Like, seriously, just manual work literally every day, just sanding, painting, sanding, painting, seven weeks. So in your body, right? Not in your head. Just 
completely and utterly in my body. Yeah. And, and oh my goodness, it became such fertile ground for my heart and my soul and my mind as well. Of course, it doesn't come without the mind. But and so in the end, I'd have to start bringing my notepad down to where I was doing the work outside, and I'd be sanding, sanding, writing a few notes. (laughs) (laughs) And at the end of the seven weeks, I had like this notepad of notes of all these insights and ahas and all kinds of things that had come to me whilst I was just sanding, sanding. You know my. Sanding, sanding, sanding. Yeah, yeah. You know, my my brain was was disengaged. It it gave me room to get into my inner world, into my inner creativity. I think people probably find that when they're doing creative stuff, or whether they're doing gardening or painting or whatever it is that, but something where our our brain is kind of disengaged and can go off wherever it fancies. And that for me was such. A valuable time and then after that I went to a place again where I was doing web work and I could feel that shutting down again mm, Interesting. Mm. and so it's, it's interesting because I do yeah. have a really good mind yeah and a good you mind, do absolutely a good mind for business a good mind for technology yeah but I'm realizing if I really want to do my life's work which it is you know I've been kind of like say doing personal development and things for 27 years yep <laughs> this is my life's work if you like then I've realized I have to put that side of things you know the real strong brain intensive stuff aside that I can't hope to um really be true to myself and and my heart and and my message when I'm doing brain intensive work and that was a real real surprise so I'm in the process now of wrapping up all that side of things so again you know when when I set off in three weeks I'll have no source of income again because I, I I'll have shut down all of my marketing clients that I'm finishing up with um, I recently said no to some new business in marketing oh, wow no um and, and moving into a whole new space of trust that everything that has funded this last year for me I'm letting go because it doesn't work for me and my purpose at the same time so uh, which is scary but to go back to the question I guess it really is I don't particularly have good words to describe it but it but a lot of it is around finding this place of personal peace and joy you can't have one without the other inside of ourselves but it, it's really beyond that as well. It's really about understanding who we are as people, what makes us tick, what makes us feel really good, what makes us feel alive, what helps us to really tap into to our juice. And, you know, so I've learned so much about that myself this last year and, and understanding who I am, how I operate. I really want to help other people to to kind of find this in a way that's true to to who they are you know true to who you are as a person that it's not about pleasing other people or doing what we think we should do or or you know what we think is right it, it's just really tuning into to our souls and uh, yeah. what, what we want to bring through as ourselves yeah I just want to comment on um, the trust piece of it because 
when you let go of everything and left England last year, over a year ago now, the trust piece was almost, you had to trust. It was like trust out of necessity, really. It's like, I'm letting this go and, and I have to trust because I'm, I'm not seeing the way forward. I see this as a way, but I'm not really sure how all this is going to happen. Yeah. To now making the choice whereby you're saying, well, this certain way that I have been working and being in myself, I've noticed that I'm basically going to say no to making it the way that I support myself. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. For me, it feels like, you know, you're, you said in three weeks you're going, you don't know how it's going to happen. It's like, well, the, what you've known about how to earn money to support yourself is now something you're saying no to. Yeah, because yeah. it's something that yeah. doesn't work for Right. You. So what I... And, what you I, know, in, in, yeah. in my commitment last year to letting go of what doesn't work for me, of what yeah. doesn't serve me, or that, that blocks my passion, that blocks my joy, that, that blocks my purpose, I have to let go of it. Right. So, so I what have a, to. Yeah. And, and But it's, it's more than it's, having to, though. I, I, what, I, what I'm trying to say here is that you have gotten to a deeper place of trust. Yeah. 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 How? Definitely. How? How did you get there? Hmm. I think it's because once I knew what I knew, once I learned this about myself last summer and how much the the brain heavy stuff really depletes me and takes away my joy and it wasn't something I really enjoyed all that much in the first place I was just good at it yeah and I didn't seem to have any resistance around it you know I didn't mm. have a web I didn't have a website last year I didn't advertise my business in any way yet I got clients right pretty much with no effort I'd maybe get in a casual conversation with someone and end up mentioning what I did. And then next thing you know, I've got a client, yeah. <laughs> so, which is quite amazing. Yeah. About it. it is. Especially when it was something that wasn't especially joyful. For right. Me. It's well, you're not really looking for it. It's just coming to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but every time I was getting to the stage where I'd need a bit more money to travel to the next place or whatever, a client would come along. Okay. And so clearly I was in the flow in that way. So you might think, well, if it was that easy, why am I letting it go? You yeah. know, as I say, I've just, I've just turned down the potential long-term client. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's big. But, yeah, but the thing is, is I, I made the commitment last year that my joy and the peace in my heart is my priority. And to carry on doing something that not only doesn't, bring me joy or um make me feel particularly good but it also blocks you know the flow of what I really want to bring out into the world I really I had no justification for carrying on with it yeah you know I'd be the worst kind of hypocrite <laughs> you know to carry on with something that completely went against everything I'd set out for myself a year ago it it kind of just became that I couldn't keep saying yes to that anymore that's it's amazing because it's coming to you it's in a way easy yeah, uh, the easiest thing that ever right come to me. yeah and it's sure. coming to you and you can do it easily and 
it's not terrible, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it wasn't. And you can exercise a part that. of you, right? It's, yeah, you know, and you get to kind of create your own life. I mean, a lot of people would say, hey, that sounds pretty great. I mean, I'd love to do that, right? Um, and, you know, in terms of like having the freedom to kind of create your own hours and be off yeah, and yeah. working and living in another country. This sounds pretty ideal. And still making a difference because all of the people that I've worked with, they're all like highly conscious people with very conscious businesses doing great things in the world. So I was still kind of carrying on that whole spiritual messengers yeah. thing, I guess, that never really disappeared. I love empowering other people to get their own work out there. So yeah. it still had that feel good factor. But I think it really comes down to this enormous longing inside of myself that I know I have something myself to share. Yeah. And I've always felt that, always, always felt that. And since I got much clearer about it last year, it was like, why am I now then putting things in the way of me doing that? You know, it, it kind of, it's almost like I didn't have a choice. You know, if I if I want to be true to myself, true to my message, true to my values, um, you know, if I really want to bring this purpose out into the work, then clearly I have to let everything that stands in its way go. Okay, and this can't be easy either, right? Well, no. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving in... Like, I mean, it's not like, oh, yes, now all of a sudden I know what my path is and now I'm in complete trust and now it's easy to do this. I can just do this. No, no problem, I right? No, I'm, it's definitely not easy, but this kind of inner compulsion takes over <laughs> that when you set a really or when I've set a really intentional path and I've got really, really clear, clear on my values, on my intentions, on my desires, it becomes a compulsion. It's like it, it's not me pushing, it's me being pulled. Yeah. You know, I've, I've put them out there somehow and now I'm being pulled towards them and it, it's kind of like. <laughs> I just have to go along with it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It just feels like I'm being pulled towards it now but, that it's no option. I just have to let go of everything that is standing in the way and just trust okay. that every, everything is going to be okay right. somehow, some way. And, and at the back of my mind, I know that if need be, I can still go back to right. the marketing stuff. Yeah. I'm really 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 hoping I don't have to right that you don't trust, have to trusting yeah. trusting actually it's beyond and, hope and trusting, trusting that I don't have to trusting trusting and I mean also this whole thing about being led about being pulled forward I, I want to explore that because I think it's about when you get into that place so you're in your body then you're receiving the insight and inspiration and it's really your soul talking and yeah. you're hearing it and you're hearing your soul talking and feeling it. And feeling it. And feeling it. And I think that, that that right there is so important because to just continue in the lives that we have and put one foot in the front of the other, doing what we know how to do, and yet not feeling completely or particularly inspired. I mean, mm -hmm. for me, inspiration is that pull. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not just a, it's a, it's an inspiration. It's a desire to explore. It's, it's trust comes with it. There's fear as well, but I think the inspiration is stronger. Uh, would oh, you agree? For sure. Would you oh, agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. so, so how, you know, in that space of where you were sanding the blinds and 
Yeah, I mean that that for me that's it's such a rich experience where you're sanding the blinds and then you're receiving all this inspiration. Yeah, for sure. The for sure. the richness yeah. of that. I mean, it must have been like a process of discovery for you. Yeah, really. Really on so many levels. The discovering that that was how I operated, discovering that that was what I needed to do to allow this to come in um, and what I needed to stop doing because it blocked it coming in. It was, you know, as well as actually receiving so many insights and much more clarity and lots of things that linked so much of what I've known and learned over the last 27 years or whatever that linked it all together I think that was part of the problem often when I was trying to deliver it to people it would be like just one piece or another piece or it wasn't really coherent there wasn't really anything that tied it all together and I think what really came for me last summer it wasn't necessarily that it was new insights per se it was the pieces that brought it all together that gave it an umbrella, that gave it a context, that, that, you know, helped it to make sense that would maybe connect with other people. Like I say, I'm still not great at verbalizing it yet. I think probably because after that summer, unfortunately, then I went into a phase of doing a lot of marketing and business stuff and have been since. So, you know, this is again why I'm, I'm having to let go of the business side of things and go back into doing like all the workaways I've applied for now moving forward and house sitting jobs are things where I'm not having to use my brain yeah to get to give myself that time and space and freedom for the last pieces to fall into place for me to then feel able to share this with the world so I know I'm really really close but I don't have it in a way that I can communicate well externally yet so I need to do this to be able to get that clarity yeah yeah I need to get my brain out of the way well yeah <laughs> uh, yes yes and at a certain point the brain has to come in and engage in oh that. yeah yeah yeah, and then I'll be seriously thankful for my business knowledge, and yeah. business experience and ability to do all this stuff online and run online businesses because that's obviously how I'm going to bring it to the world. Right. So then I'll be hugely grateful. Yeah. But um, And that'll make a huge difference. But it's not the but, thing. But, it's but not, it, your mind is not driving the process. It's the, no. Yeah, it's a, in service to something greater. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and realizing that actually that I need to just do something that occupies me physically, but that then allows the process to come through. And what is really interesting is when I'm walking, like walking and hiking, as we said, or in the mountains, is one of my passions. But interestingly, I don't necessarily get the same level of insights when I'm walking. Hmm, interesting. And I I think that may well be because I'm so present to being in nature, really enjoying the view, listening to the birds, looking at the colors in the trees, feeling the wind on my skin. I'm very present and, and embodied that I'm still occupied, if that makes sense. Mm. So it feels really amazing, feels really great, really high vibrational, really joyful, but I'm still occupied. Whereas when I'm just sanding, and just, you know, got nothing to look at except for, like, there's a big plank of wood. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I can look at the mountains, but it's not very conducive to doing good sanding and good painting if I'm looking at all of them. Yeah. 
So I just had to be present to what I was doing, which of course really freed up, you know, my mind space and my heart and everything for a lot more to come through. Because I had thought, oh, if I get walking and if I'm in nature and in mountains, then it'll all just come rushing in. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't so like go sitting on a mountaintop. That's gonna, you know, <laughs> yeah. But, thing. but when I'm but when I'm doing that, I'm so present to the magnificence of the mountains and how amazing the energy is and how beautiful it is and how full of joy and appreciation I feel. That it's it's a very different kind of thing. If that makes sense, it absolutely makes sense. And I, it makes me like as I just mentioned about this whole idea about going to the mountains and going sitting on the mountains and waiting and receiving inspiration by sitting in meditation maybe can you comment on that on the value or of well the experience of sanding versus meditation talk about that <laughs> well I I've never really been one for meditation I've tried it many many times so I think my brain's just too active uh, i don't find peace I don't find anything particularly the closest I think I've got to making meditation work for me is when I've journaled so it's like a kind of maybe channeled writing or whatever that really works for me quite well but sitting on a cushion really isn't, isn't my thing yeah. or, or, or when I'm walking in nature that's kind of like a moving meditation for me because I am I'm really present my mind isn't playing tricks with me because I'm looking at the mountains I'm listening to the birds and whatever so it's it's a hugely peaceful and joyful time for me but in terms of inspiration coming mm -hmm. no mm -hmm. I realized I had to do something really mundane mundane wow great mundane, mundane and physical yeah yeah and that was such a revelation because I'd never been especially a fan of, like, I mean, gosh, my house needed so much DIY. <laughs> you know, if, yeah. if, if ever, I mean, and it, it kind of, it's a bit frustrating now when I think about it, that, hey, if I'd actually just spent the time doing DIY on my house, I might have found this. But the thing is, uh, is that I, all the time when I was in my house, I kept thinking I need to do something to make money. I need to look for a job. I need to try and do something with my business. I wasn't, you know, taking weeks at a time to just decorate my house. Wouldn't I wouldn't have felt free to do that no. because there was always bills to be paid. There was a mortgage to be paid. You know, I, I couldn't do that. Whereas because I released all of that last year and don't have all of those worries. Well, now I can. I can spend seven weeks sanding shutters, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, or going off to the south of France in a few weeks and doing a bit of gardening and some painting. And oh, wow. Like south of France. And wow. What's wrong oh. with that? Sounds pretty good to me. A bit of gardening like, and some and, painting and in the south of France. That sounds okay. Uh, to Nice and Saint-Tropez and Turin and Italy and whatever, having beautiful, gorgeous, fresh food from the Mediterranean, bit of sanding, bit of painting, bit of gardening, <laughs> yeah. picking That sounds like a retreat to me. <laughs> People pay for this, right? You know, hey? it's crazy you think how yeah. much it would cost to have and like some and stay you know, in great places stay, stayed in phenomenal places this yeah. last year really beautiful homes really beautiful locations um some of the food's been a bit iffy occasionally but <laughs> i haven't been paying for it so you know being before christmas i was in the swiss alps which was just amazing mm -hmm. and yeah it's uh 
I cannot, there is no way I ever had any clue how much I would gain by letting so much go. But if I'd have done it half-heartedly, I don't think it would have been anywhere near so effective. I think, I think, you know, there's a direct correlation. I let a huge amount go and I got huge gains on the other side. That if I'd have done it kind of half-heartedly, I don't think I would have seen anywhere near the the benefits or, or the learning or the expansion that I have. That's that's it. Once you said that, that, that for me feels like the perfect sentiment to close. <laughs> yeah. 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 Really. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even, I, in, I don't even want to say I'm just can't wait to see what happens or the pressure of like, you know, that you now you're going to have to describe to the world and this release or whatever. No, for me, it's like, hey, you know, she's going to the south of France. <laughs> she's going to, hey, this is life, right? This is life. This is good. My accommodation will be paid for. My food will be paid for. If worst comes to the worst, I'll hitchhike to the next place. I mean, that's something I started doing last summer wow. in the French Alps was hitchhiking. That's it's huge like, too, yeah, right? 46-year-old women as I was then hitchhiking in the French Alps. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that takes trust too, right? But it's also like in, in being in the vibration, being in the vibration of not being in fear. Yeah. Exactly. So liberating. I think that's a huge word for this last year, liberating and freedom, the freedom that I've gained from it as well. Yeah. Huge. So, yeah, what's that to worry about? It all sounds pretty good to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. And hopefully inspire other people to follow what brings them joy to and make that to make that more of a priority because none of this would have happened if I hadn't have done that that was like the first step on this path was really making that absolute decision that that had to be my priority from now on yeah that it wasn't enough to just survive and yeah yeah it wasn't enough to just survive absolutely Thanks so much for listening into this episode of Leaders Call to Adventure. For show notes and links, go to www.leaderscalltoadventure.com forward slash three. I include a link in the show notes to information about work exchanges that Sharon recommended. So if you're curious about those, do check it out. Once again, I love your help in getting the word out about the podcast. So please share it with a friend or rate and review it in iTunes or Stitcher. There's a link in the show notes to a page that tells you how to do that. Remember, I'm here to support you in navigating life's challenges and becoming the leader you were meant to be. I have a welcome offer for new clients that you can check out at www.leaderscalltoadventure.com forward slash welcome offer. Again, thanks for listening in and for being an adventurous leader or leader in the making. I applaud you for your curiosity and desire to live a life of purpose, meaning, and contribution. So glad you're here.